Okay, we are still recovering from a fantastic March Madness and NCAA tournament and a great Final Four at that. Uh, both sides of the bracket, both men's and women's. We had some beef in the streets on the women's side. We're going to get, get into it on that. Of course, the NBA is winding now. We've only got a couple games left in the NBA season. The playoffs are shaping up nice and play-in. Playoffs are shaping. We're going to see who's actually really real and coming into that play-in tournament. But first things first, got to get some good business out of the way. This is, of course, O, Brother the Podcast, and I'm, of course, your host, Coop. I am your co-host, Big O. And we've got our big buddy, Flock, back in the building to wrap yeah. up. Flock yes, is sir. back. What it do, man? We're wrapping up March Madness, man. We had a great Final Four. Uh, let's talk about it, man. Uh, the Aztecs. Uh, San Diego State actually got in the championship on a crazy buzzer beater, man. Let's talk insane, about that game. Insane. Before we even t- before we even delve into the game, um, we are here with Flock, who is our senior March Madness analyst, if you will. Did you expect any of those four teams to to be in the Final Four? Let's just let's just start there. I had an idea UConn could make it, but they slacked off later on in the season, but. I had a chance they would make it. The other four teams, no. Florida Atlantic, not at all. Even though they had, the, I didn't know they had the best record in college basketball. Oh, did they? Not? I yeah, know. thirty-three and three. So I did not know that. San Diego, San Diego State usually don't push that far, but I'm glad they did. They had a good squad. And yeah. Miami, good coach. He used to coach at George Mason. Mm-hmm. He knew how to get his players together. They made a good run. They were just too small at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Miami was definitely a deep sleeper coming into the tournament, but I don't think. I think everybody was surprised that Florida, not even Florida Atlantic, yeah, Florida Atlantic was pretty much the Cinderella this this year, even though, like you said, they had the best record coming into the tournament. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like Florida Atlantic was the better team to be suited in the national championship. That buzzer beater was crazy. I won't take nothing away from San Diego State, right. but Florida Atlantic was working hard, and they had like a 14-point lead. And my man almost stepped on the end line, too. They did show that, too, uh, exactly. after the game. Like, he was literally like an inch from stepping out of bounds. Yeah. That was KD. Shit, game over. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. Pure, I mean, I mean, pure jump shot. It looked like some, it looked like the, the same Michael Jordan jump shot that that he hit it in UNC yeah. to win the national championship, mm-hmm. too. So it was pretty fluid, man. That was probably the most exciting game, but can we talk about how it really wasn't nobody else's tournament but UConn, considering how yes, they he, stopped yes, on yes. everybody? Let's talk about the winner who deserved it, UConn. Um, coach Hurley, son of a great coach and brother of a great player at Duke, um, was at Rhode Island, coached him up good in Atlantic 10, went mm-hmm. to UConn. First season, 16 and 17, okay, first season. Improved every year, and this year, he has no go down there in the middle, just manhandling people. Then you got the 7-2 freshman coming off, yep. coming off the bench, just instant offensive rebounds. They had a kid from Gatorsburg, Andrew Reese's cousin. Uh, Hawkins. Hawkins, yes. Mm-hmm. Nice, he has a tough mid-range jumper. Yeah. And, just a, and then, um, I don't, um, the them shooters, or I can't think of the name, was cashing out, so mm-hmm. they just had an overall good team, and, and they defended. I, they defended. They defended, well. and as far as I know, most of their teams coming back. Maybe like a few seniors, but Snow goes coming back. I don't think Gator. Hawkins is coming back. He's probably going to the draft, right? Mm, I haven't heard maybe. anything yet. I don't know. Maybe I haven't heard anything yet. But considering we'll see. his performance, you know. Yeah, I know. But nil money back at the end of the day, man. He could come back and run it back. I, there's a good chance they could go back to the Final Four again next year, man. I don't see nobody stopping them so far, man. Yeah, UConn is uh, 
Definitely a solid team going forward. But uh, what about maybe like the likes of like a Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, even Miami? Uh, Are we going to have a repeat performance from from those teams, you know, coming having a strong tournament run again for them next year? I can see Florida Atlantic having another run. Maybe I'm not just trying to get my family four. gone, man. I know, right? Get my family <laughs> gone, Hell yeah. Uh, San Diego State losing a bunch of seniors, so I don't know about them. Most of the team was seniors and juniors. Even the bench was seniors. Right. So hard to say about that one. Miami, they could get back. I just said they might get like a little bit more size. Mm-hmm. They run small ball, but they get a little bit more size. Maybe okay. they could try and deal with the Yukons. But uh yeah, that that semifinal game, they Yukon whooping that ass down low, bro. Like But definitely I see I see all of them making a tournament next year again. Okay. So yeah. It's uh it definitely was a, a unique year for college basketball to say the least, because no no team really stayed on top at number one for more than like two weeks. Uh, we had a lot of upsets early and late in the season. Um, and a lot of the teams that people normally project to go to the Final Fours, your UNC's, your Dukes, Kentucky's, you didn't see none of that from no deep runs from either of those classic teams um, this tournament, you know, outside of maybe Michigan State to the Sweet 16. But UConn... I would say he's definitely in that category as the new blue blood. They have five national right. titles, undefeated. Good point. And all national titles games, nine and one in the final four. And that's over the past 25 years. Right. Mm-hmm. So their program has been elites coming in from the elite eight on in, into the championship game. Just absolute dominance. So once they get in, they know how to win. So yes. watch out for UConn if they get past the Elite Eight, yeah. pretty much. And I'm telling everybody in advance, a year in advance, come next tournament, I lied to y'all, do not go for Purdue and Virginia. <laughs> what you do is you go on FanDuel and you bet against them, you win some money. I messed up, and I don't want people to make the same mistakes I did. Y'all bet against them motherfuckers. Y'all bet against Purdue and Virginia. My man said hit the against on them. Because Please. they always come in as big, heavy favorites and do not cover that ginormous spread because, you know, those teams always, you know, take them for granted and then they don't really come to play like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And those are the teams you can really take advantage of. But uh, on the women's side, man, we had some beef in the streets, man. Uh, almost uh, started a race war here, dog, on this sports world on Twitter. <laughs> Clayton Clark versus Angel Reese. Um, it's been a huge story, man, because we had we had this young Steph Curry, future like white girl who's shooting the lights out. She's becoming a star of her own. She's talking trash and everybody's commending her, you know, the game before because she's just strictly dominating. But then once, you know, of course, Angel Reese comes out and they damn near dubbed them in the cha- national Both championship on. game. On. Talk about it. I mean, and she starts doing the exact same thing. And, of course, it sends the Internet awry. She's a poor sportsmanship. Uh, classless and all this, this, that, and the third, man. Let's just get your thoughts, of course, of the whole situation and uh, how it went down. I look at it real simple. Um, Caucasian, the aftermath, too. Caucasian woman from Iowa. Nothing wrong with that. But you have a six-foot three. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Caucasian woman from Iowa. I mean, nothing it is what that. it is. Like, and, that's very, and that's very just basic and normal. But she could hoop, right? Right. You have a six-foot three athletic black woman from Baltimore. Right. It's almost like I'm not surprised this discussion is going on. It makes sense for America. Like, let's be honest, y'all. Yeah. yeah. You right. If you look at it, Let's continue. She had all the skills and finesse, Caitlin Clark, right? But then here comes the athletic LSU women, who mainly was African American women. Mm-hmm. You got this tall, athletic girl doing this in her face. 
And everybody was like, oh, she can't, you know, she, y'all know Caitlyn Clark can do shit about that if mm-hmm. she really wanted to. No. All right. So right. it's like, oh my gosh, she's helpless. We need to stick up for her. Mm-hmm. That's low key what it's looking like. Yeah. So it's yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it's so fake. And then, and then people just jump on Twitter with having no background or knowledge of the whole situation, just wanting to talk shit so fast. And then not knowing that she, she started the, the whole antics, you know, the game before. Mm-hmm. And really what it came down to is LSU did not want to be disrespected. They didn't feel like they were respected coming into the tournament. And, um, you know, Caitlin Clark and uh, Leah Boston, you know, all of those girls were getting all of the votes for player of the year. And Angel Reese, Angel Reese, you know, she's averaging, what, like 23 and 15. Not one single player of the year vote. So I know that was on her mind coming into that national Again, championship. Again, this goes yeah. back to the whole she she's being from Baltimore and she acts a certain way. way. Leah Boston way. just plays basketball, do these nice, nice little kid charity events and all that. Right. Angel Reese is like, uh, I'm going to go hoop. Get twenty five and fifteen. I post on Instagram. I got twenty five and fifteen. Right. And they don't, and they don't like that. They, they don't, don't like that. They don't like to being. You know, you obviously talented, but you have to. They want you to stay in your be own humble. particular lane. Yeah. They want you to but be humble. One last thing. I've been watching sports shows this week because of that. Right. It almost comes back to the whole labor Magic Johnson joint on nineteen seventy nine championship. Mm-hmm. White versus black. And it's clearly both sides know who they want to win. Right. Mm-hmm. LSU, Iowa, the same thing. A whole starting five of black women versus a whole starting five of white women. So let me get this. So you can compare it to Kyle, Kyle Larry Bird. And obviously that championship, that 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 rivalry translated to the NBA and, and gravitated fans more to the mm-hmm. NBA to where it basically blew up. Yep. Could this be the catalyst for women's basketball, how it blows up, considering literally, this rivalry? Literally is the only way that people be interested in WNBA. Right. They're not about to lower the rim so they could dunk. Right. <laughs> not about to lower the rim. And I keep trying to tell him that. I, you look, keep that. We don't want to see that. Bro, I want to see it, bro. No, you don't. Because, look, man, women are athletic. They're just not as athletic. No. So, look, bring it down to eight feet, eight, eight and a half. Let's see if they can really do it's these It's not going to work. Continue your point, please. Oh it won't Does work. any human being six foot two or taller should at least be able to touch the rim? And... <laughs> I agree. Angel Reese is touching the rim, though. Yeah. Oh, maybe she is, but she's not putting the ball in through the rim. And like <laughs> at the, again, at the end of the day, there's no disrespect to her. There's but. no disrespect, but like now we got semi-pro football, semi-pro football, right? Mm-hmm. USFL, XFL. I know I'm going to a different sport, but that's going to take away your attention because now you got betting. Mm-hmm. Americans love football, mm-hmm. regardless of if it's NFL or not. If they don't hurry up and do something, it might be bankruptcy time real soon. I- I'm mm-hmm. just being honest, because the NBA can't keep pouring in money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This Andrew Reese, Caitlin Clark, if it do travel in, and then add like a little- Oh, no, I, I, I definitely think it will travel in. I think it, it's already made millions of dollars for women's basketball. I mean, nine nine point nine million viewers. You know, that was more than any NBA game this year. You know, right. So for for one women's basketball game, so that's 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 crazy. That's unheard of in my lifetime. For real, for real. Yeah, I, even I, even I was looking at that joint, and I usually right. don't. And I, just, uh, yeah, yeah, I normally really don't care. Even I about props, yeah. But that, that's respect though, because. I'm glad it's going to get the attention that it garners, but I hope, like you said, it's the kind of the catalyst that either shapes women basketball to the future or, like you said, 
you know, they can XFL and can come in and take that season slot or golf or, you know, you still got baseball, NASCAR, you know, people can gravitate to other things. So, you know, you got to take advantage while you're hot. So, you know, Flog, we appreciate you coming back on, brother. It's been awesome. So, uh, always appreciate you, my guy. Don't let it. We're gonna make sure it's not another March before you get back on here. Definitely, but we get you back on there. Thank you, Flock. Give it up for Flock. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Absolutely. Moving right along, um, the NBA is heating up, my guy. Hot and heavy. Uh, We're winding down. Dude, does Denver even care that they that they get in the number one spot? We were just talking about that. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure if they care because they're not playing Murray or Jokic tonight. Oh, they're not. No. Yeah, they and then even in, even when they play them, it doesn't seem like they're like really getting ready. Like, or they really care about you know first place or finishing first place. Grizzlies. Yeah. Are two games behind, so technically, if they lose, they 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 like lock it. Um, but still, you know. The way, I feel like this is the first time in a long time we going into an NBA playoffs and there's no heavy favorite to win it all. I don't see any heavy favorite to like no question this team will be in the finals. Well, there's particulars, well, especially from the Eastern Conference, but you're right. Yeah. Not a heavy betting favorite like we like we've been in the past where it's been Cavier, Cavs, Warriors, or Heat or Bucks, you know that type of thing. So this, yeah. that that we need those type of seasons. Absolutely. Like a Toronto when they won. Absolutely, bro. That that this is this is really shaping up to be something special. Um, so I'm gonna just rattle off the Eastern Conference real quick. We got Milwaukee closing out as the best record in the NBA. It's currently sitting at 58 and 22. They will finish the best team in the NBA. Followed by Boston, 55 and 25. Philly, 52 and 27. They've pretty much locked third place. Cleveland, 50 win Cleveland. Shout out Cleveland. Um, Cleveland. Shout out Donovan Mitchell for going to another place and making it happen. And Garland and those two bigs. And they've they've really I think it's good because the coaching has been really good and they found they found like an identity. And they have a it shows because they have a little bit better roster now than a lot of these Eastern Conference teams and a lot of youth on their side too. Like all of those guys are pretty young, either entering prime or in their prime. Yeah, like Mitchell. So I think Cleveland's going to do some damage from here on out. Yeah, absolutely. And they finished the best defense in the league. Well, with those two bigs, I mean, it's kind of in the perimeter. And Jared Allen been cooking stuff, and they've been really good on the perimeter as well. So yep. Whoever they play, which is looking like it will be. I guess New York is shaping up to be really good. Mm. Uh, New York, forty-seven and thirty-three. They are pretty much locked in that fifth seat. Brooklyn, Miles Bridges, man. Can we shout out Miles Bridges? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Miles Bridges, not you. <laughs> you belong in jail. All right. <laughs> Mikael Bridges. Yeah. Man. Hooper. Hooper extraordinaire. Like I feel like the Nets didn't even know what they were getting. In him, they've got over and above what they could ever ask for. And he's really, like, captaining that team to, like, something special. Now, will they make noise in the playoffs? Probably not. But I think this offseason, hopefully they have pieces to look into. They're a good, consistent team. They're probably a veteran away from being – you know, legit, a legit contender. Legit, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie has also righted the shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's he's been. If they can get like a high level consistent. free agent, um, like a scoring piece or maybe a defender, a bigger mm-hmm. defender, this team could definitely be a championship contender. You know, in the future. 
Uh, and then you got Miami down now in seven in the playing tournament. That's crazy. That's surprising to me. I expected them to be in the top five for sure. How it's surprising to me, but I'm not counting out Spolstra, man. Right. I never am like I. Miami's one of those teams. It don't matter what seed they are. You always gotta respect them. Right. Of course. Because even when LeBron left, Spolstra still done an amazing job with that mm-hmm. group. Because they didn't really just fall into the abyss after no, they, they, really they, they, they they were really still competitive. Did. They really didn't. And, and followed by Miami, we have Atlanta Hawks, who is 41 and 39. They've had a very mid-season. Yeah. Like, They've been literally floating at 500 the whole year, the right? The whole year. They've yeah. been like, win one, lose one, win two, lose two. They've never three, been more than three. two games over. Like, that's, that's crazy. Um, Toronto right behind them at 40 and 40. Mm-hmm. That's also kind of a surprise. <clears throat> um, and uh, the Bulls, the Bulls out, running out the tenth at, and they deserve to be in tenth place. They really deserve to be eliminated. To be honest, of how inconsistent these bum ass team is, yeah. I'm so tired tired of this ill constructed roster. It just Vucevic don't be hitting on every night. DeRozan is too. He's has forty like three games in a row. Then you won't hear from him for a month. <laughs> and then Levine will get twenty two, and then seven the next night. Like it's just it's way too way, way too, too inconsistent. You either need to get a coach that's going to bring the best out of these guys every night. You definitely need to get Lonzo Ball back, but he may not play again. And that's very unfortunate. And it and I think it kind of speaks to the impact of what Lonzo contributed. Oh, for you know, sure to that team. They need a, lot a point of guard. He was going to be like um, quote unquote more than what he is, but yeah. what he offers is very important. And I he's an elite perimeter defender. And showing, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, they have they have. They have a tough road ahead of them. And hopefully Lonzo gets better because I know that injury is tough. Yeah, they need it for sure. The injury is tough. Uh, moving on to the West. West side, we have Denver Nuggets at 52 and 27. Memphis, I ain't scared of the West. Grizzlies at 50 and 30. Uh, Sacramento. The surprise of the year. The surprise How about of the Mike year. Brown coach of the year, right? Time Making a play- oh yeah no question Mike yeah. Brown definitely deserves coach of the year yeah. first time making the playoffs since I believe 06 yeah first time winning the division since 02 so it's Shit. been 20 years so when they went to the, to the- it's been 20 years since Conference Sacramento finals. won the division and they are finally on top uh, 48 and 32 major kudos to them Sabone I think they've played amazing basketball throughout the season mm-hmm. offensively no team can really mess with them because they have legit scorers on all sides. On, I'm sorry, all at levels. every position. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox has been extremely consistent, playing playing at an all star level. So, bonus, man. All world level, triple man. double level. Let me tell If so, bonus could average six more points, he would be MVP. Probably. That's without question. Mm-hmm. If Sabonis could average six more points and maybe they win four or five more games, Sabonis should be MVP, no question. I personally went to a Wizards King game and saw this man operate myself. <laughs> this man is it's elite. different. It's elite. It's different. He doesn't and get the love because he plays Sacramento, but the numbers don't lie the and the play doesn't lie. lie. And he plays defense. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you, Jokic. He plays defense. <laughs> so, look, man, They kudos to Sacramento. Um, <clears throat> moving along. Phoenix. Phoenix climbs back up at four. They got healthy and got and right got right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. KD's back. KD's right back. Hopefully he can maintain the healthiness because that forty four and thirty five doesn't necessarily matter if KD and Booker is completely healthy. Like mm-hmm. you need to you need to consider them a one or two seed. Five. You got the Clippers at forty two and thirty eight. 
And six is Golden State, also at 42 and 38. Um, seven, the Lakers, Lakers. Who, who lost last night, 41 and 39. They needed to beat the Clippers last night, mm-hmm. and they could not. Um, LeBron, yeah. I mean, he flopped in the first half, but he came out and finished strong, but it mm-hmm. was just too little too late at that point. Um, <laughs> Pelicans had a little surge at the end of the season to put themselves in position. Cause they well, they're the better team. They deserve to be in it. Yeah. They're better than Dallas. They're better than Utah. And they're better than OKC. Yeah. yeah. I sh- shout out CJ McCollum. I think he's been hooping. Brandon Ingram has been proving to be much more of a better facilitator of the game than I thought he could ever do because I thought he was just like a Who's that baby KD Brandon Ingram. Ingram, okay. Yeah. But he's b- done a much better job facilitating the game and I just really fuck with that. Yeah. Um... Minnesota Timberwolves sneaking in there. Again, injuries in the middle of the season. They got Towns back, which is a huge factor. Uh, they'll be playing for a playing spot. And we have a three-way head for basically the 10th spot for the plan at OKC at 38 and 42. Dallas at 38 and 42. And Utah at 36 and 43. Now, I think if either team now OKC actually plays Utah tonight, if Utah loses, they are officially out. Um, but yeah, I think that's definitely, I that's a game I wish Markinen was playing in because I hear that, that, this is this is like one of them. This is do or die. Really, this is do or die, and and it's a very close race for most improved player. Shea versus Laurie. Oh yeah, you're right. So I, I really wanted them to play to kind of settle that score. They both played the same amount of games. They both, you know, have done an incredible job, and we'll get into that a little later as far as NBA awards and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, he's done he's done an incredible job. So I was really trying to key in on that matchup, but unfortunately, his hand is still messed up or whatever. So he's sitting. Yeah, out they're probably game. shutting him down for the season. Um, and they shut a lot of people down, honestly. And if they don't make the playoffs, they get a better lottery shot. And they didn't expect to be in a – I don't even think they expected to be in the playoff hunt. Mm-hmm. They just started so well, you know. Yeah. And remember, they were three at the first three weeks of the season, two weeks of the season. So they found themselves at the bottom of, you know, the bottom of the league fighting for a playoff spot. But this is a rebuild their year for them. So they overachieved, for real. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's like I said, it's a three-way tie between them. More so a two-way – Thing going on between Dallas and OKC. So what, what the hell's going on in Dallas? We go trade for Kyrie, right? And we ship the farm out thinking we're going to make a surge for the playoffs. It doesn't really work. We're losing more games than we're winning. And they're dropping 30 every night, but they can't seem to defend no one. The threes are When the threes are falling, they can win. But when they're not, they're horrible. What, what What's going on with the, uh, with the well, situation? I, mean, I don't even that, know. Uh, that Brooklyn trade, man. And I hate to blame Kyrie because it's not... Is it really his fault, though? No, no, listen. It's not directly his fault, but it's for sure indirectly his fault. And let me explain. Okay. When the when the Nets traded for Kyrie, they took away who? Dorian Finney-Smith. Mm-hmm. And Spencer Dinwiddie, I believe. Mm-hmm. Look at how Dinwiddie is thriving now. That's A. B... Dorian Finney-Smith is one of the league's top defenders, low-key. Okay. Finney-Smith yeah. be guarding. That's, and that's why he plays big minutes. We look at his box score. He normally doesn't, have, doesn't do nothing in the box score. Right. He normally plays like 30, 35 minutes, which is like starter minutes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because he's always checking the best person. You lose your best defender, you lose somebody like Dinwiddie and pick up solely offense – 
what is what do you think is going to happen? It'll be a shootout, and then whoever scores the most at the, at the end is going to win. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you having these big gaudy numbers from Kyrie, but we don't know Kyrie to be a defender, right? And we definitely don't know Luka, Luka to be a defender because yeah. he, he he runs too much offense to defend. We and we understand that. Yeah, you know he's James. Oh, we understand that. But when he's Harden was doing that I shit, said it. I oh my gosh, I said it. Literally, <laughs> I said light Harden. Like oh God. as soon as I said that, I I knew you was going to say that. So I was trying to hurry up and, and, and say Harden. Come on, bro. Well, <laughs> light Harden in Houston, yes. You know, but yeah, like, um, so yeah, I think that's the issue in Dallas right now. They don't know how to stop anything. Yeah. Um, so it's a shootout, and whoever scores the most points normally wins the game. And uh, it was just crazy because I was thinking about that earlier today about how they the comparison of the usage, and I was just like, he don't play no day. Everybody talking about his defense. I was like, so he gets a pass, but everybody's flacking on heart mm. <laughs> for not playing defense, even though they had the same. Gaudy usage race numbers. Yeah. All right, so are are the Lakers now? Is seven going to win this playing tournament in the Western Conference? I guess. I mean, that's what it's going to have to look like. I really like OKC down here at the bottom. They're a really tough team. I have no faith in Minnesota really? ever. Like ever. <laughs> you so I don't care if Carl Anthony Towns goes for forty. They can still lose. Like, bruh. Yeah, I don't. Either. I don't like this team at all. It should be. It shouldn't be built around Towns. It should be really built around Edwards, in my opinion. I mean, I think Edwards has done a good job since Towns has been out. You know, at least riding the ship and keeping things. Nah, for sure. You know what I'm saying. But uh, outside of that, I definitely agree with you. Minnesota's not really making noise. Nobody's really looking at Minnesota. For some reason, Gobert just got loser vibes. <laughs> Can't really explain it, but it's just like, it's the coronavirus. He shut down the seat. The uh, and then that's like just was the vibes. first of all you're you with him. first of all you have no game. And then you shut down the season for, you know, to bubble ball. So now we really hate you. <laughs> and then you just have no respect. Like, you didn't shut down the season, but. But you started. You started. <laughs> you started the virus spread. You were patient zero, F- buddy. We go bear. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. All jokes aside, though, but I feel like this New Orleans Pelicans team would have been. Well into the playoffs are solidified if Zion was back, man. We need Zion. The NBA needs Zion. Yeah. yeah. Does he need – well, it's not the fact that him playing in New Orleans. is. It's just him staying healthy. Yeah, it's literally just a health issue. But if Zion plays – the end of the season, who knows where New Orleans finishes. Right now they're eight. They'd probably be at They'd probably be four. five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, Zion definitely needs to come back. Hopefully this is not a Greg Oden situation. I hope it's more like a Joel and B. He just needs to get the, get the his process. injuries get get his injuries out the way, and then just he'll be able to play long process. seasons and big minutes going forward. Hopefully. Speaking of the process, let's uh, kind of delve into this. Flip back to Eastern NBA awards. I think my boy Embiid is kind of nipped that in the bud. You think so? Doc I mean, Rivers, after dropping fifty two last night. Yeah. What more do you want the MVP to do? And then they and they got the win. I can see if he dropped fifty in the loss. Oh yeah. I think. Dropping 50 in a win and Joker is... Especially if they win again tonight against the Heat in a close game and he puts up big buckets, I think it's going to be... It's de- I, de- I, think I think it's, it's definitely over. Right. I think but it's already a- 52 points at the end of the season. But you know but you know how really voters traditionally like vote. They vote for the best player and the best team, and that's Giannis right now. Well, Giannis' odds is crazy low, though. Um, it's the same as uh, as Joker right now for second, basically second place. Giannis? Yeah. Really? Embiid is the in, you know undoubtedly favorite right now, but 
I didn't know that. Yonder I don't think. I don't. Th- I think the voters are thinking giving uh, Jokic three in a row would be kind of <laughs> crazy. Considering him and Giannis already have one, they might meet in the middle and just say, "Go ahead and give Embiid." Does one. Giannis have one or two? He has one, two. Giannis has two, right? No. Yeah, he went back to back. Yes. No, no, no. He has one and then a defensive player of the year in, in, in the same year. Same year. I don't think he has two. No, he went back to back MVP. Yes, he did. I'm almost sure of it. I have Flock checked in in a second. In the meantime. Right, yeah. We're going to turn Flock into our statistician. <laughs> so it's really just. It's Embiid's award to lose. So if he doesn't get it, point, yeah. we have to raise hell. Like for for the most part, because it's been three years in a row that where he should have won it, and either Giannis or Joker. Yeah, right now Joel Embiid is minus thousand favorite. Jokic and Giannis are plus twelve hundred. Yeah, so it's so, officially solidified at this point. His odds were so minus hard. twelve thousand. Twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Oh. No, plus 1,200. But, uh, yeah, I definitely have him for my MVP. Jokic had a great season. I even think Giannis had a better season than Jokic. So, I'm going to go Joel, Giannis, Joker as far as my top three MVPs. And a nice little... Uh, a nice little something for Jason Tatum, too. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Participation award for Jason Tatum. Yes, bro. Giannis is a two-time MVP. He won in 19 and 20. Back Damn. to back. He's a great basketball player. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, moving right along, rookie of the year. I think uh, Powell. Oh, yeah. Banchero's got that wrapped. That, he had that wrapped up by, by All-Star break, bro. Yeah, that was, I mean, averaging 26 and 4, I believe. Yeah, he's been. he's been 20.6 rebounds for us. Yeah. Yeah. He's been. He's been hooping. Uh, defensive Player of the Year, we have Jaron Jackson. Yeah, I would agree. So, uh, I think it's uh, again these boards. I feel like have been locked up since midseason. Outside of the MVP, um, well, Brook Lopez is right behind him. Though. He is though. He's been playing well. I think he's definitely going to be a close second. Mm. But I think people are going to give it to Jaron Jackson. I, although he does need to learn how to defend without fouling. The fouls are adding up quickly. Yeah. And it's going to be hard for them to do damage in the playoffs as he's sitting if he's on the bench. A, if he's not yeah. on the floor. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, most improved player, and I think we talked, we touched a little bit on this. Um, I have Laurie Markinen. That's a good pick, though. But I think just Shea going from 21 or whatever he was was averaging to 22 to 30. Shea went from 24 to 31. To 31. That's All of his numbers across the board went up. Yeah. Laurie went from 14 to 25. Okay. He went from four rebounds to nine rebounds. And he went from like one assist to like almost five assists a game. And he's shooting like fifty percent. But also, well, he might have he might have just about the same usage rate too, probably. I just think strictly from the definition of in most most improved in terms of numbers, like literally. But what is his minute? Was his minutes floating around the same, or was he getting a ton more minutes? Uh, I don't know. That's a, that's actually a good. Question. That's a good question too. I, I mean, because I, I know Shea's getting he's getting more minutes, but I don't know if he's getting like way more minutes. He because yeah, he was still starting last year. Yeah, Markinen might be getting like six or seven more minutes, just because there's nobody else to fulfill. Because the Jazz are they 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 want the young guys to play, so he's probably playing like forty minutes. Um, 30, 34, 38 maybe thirty four. Okay, thirty four. 
Yeah, 34.5, which isn't terrible. And last, last season, season, he was averaging 30. Okay, so it's a never get my mess four minutes. Four minutes. I mean, but four minutes to go yeah. from 14 to 25. Yeah, that's crazy. You're that's, right. You're that's right. That's pretty insane. 14, put that in perspective, yeah. 25.6, yeah. 8.6 rebounds. Um, I'm sorry, 1.9 assists. It's not five assists. I'm sorry. Um, but he's also averaging 0.6. Like, everything is up. Like, literally. 87.5 free throw percentage. What's he shooting from three? From three, he's shooting forty percent, thirty-nine okay. technically. Okay, thirty-nine, and he's and he's shooting eight of them a game. Wow. Okay. So he's, Jeez. I mean, he's hooping, and he's only taking seventeen shots a game. Whereas Shea and I, look, I got a parlay in for both of them, so I don't care who wins, but <laughs> <laughs> just give me some buckets, damn it. Just, just give me some buckets. <laughs> Shea from last year to this year. Last year, Shea was averaging in 56 games, 24, 5, and 24, 6, and 5. Um, shooting about 81% free throws, 30% from three, 45% from the field. This season, 31 and a half points a game, shooting, I'm sorry, five assists, five rebounds, one block a game, which is Crazy. Mm-hmm. Shooting 90% from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. 35% from three, up 5-0%. Right. Over 50% from the from field, field, 51%. Damn. So that's a significant improvement, too. Yeah, and he's, so, only playing one, he's, he's only playing one more minute. Last season, he was uh, he was averaging 34.7. This season, he's averaging 35.5. Well, I think that's your answer right there. Well then, catch me outside then. <laughs> <laughs> but now that's a good that's a good uh, good debate there because uh, with only one more minute of production, he has gone up significantly. Which is why, again, I just wanted Mark. And I, yeah. I think this game would have solidified. Who the, uh, so, if but Shea, the efficiency for for Shea has crazy. gone up it's tremendously. Gone up tremendously. None of yeah. Them. So, I think if I think if they manage to get in the play play off because they already end up playing for the most part, right? They manage to get, make the playoffs. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. This is a really sneaky good team because yeah. he's an elite scorer. It turns out, you know, he's right right behind what Embiid, right, mm-hmm. for scoring. Yep. And yep. they have a team that can they can shoot and they can defend really well, they man, and they can play at a good pace. So. I'd like this, they're they're gonna be sneaky good. They're probably another a team that's like a veteran piece from being an elite championship quality mm-hmm. team question. too. Chris Paul did really good good for them. Yeah, like for that one, one season year, that he did. Just the development of Josh Giddy, mm-hmm. just having Shea do his thing. He taught them how to be professionals yeah. for real, and for they set them all on a good good mark. That's a good them. point. You're right. He left them in good hands for sure. Uh, so. Uh, let's go back to the. Okay, so we're we're still talking about the West here. Um, are the Clippers going to do some damage? Are they going to make it out of the first round in term and and get Paul George back and make a finals run? Because that's really what I'm hoping to see. I don't think they. I don't think they, they they go to the finals with or without Paul George. To be honest. Okay. Like, I don't think the Clippers are, you know, seriously in contention. But you do have Kawhi who. Turns into a whole different person, right? In the playoffs, so and he's healthy. But right now they're sitting in that four-five matchup with the Suns, and the Suns have Kevin Durant. That's so. what I'm saying. Would they even make it past the first round? Yeah, you that. know what I'm saying. Like it's tough. It's tough. So I don't, uh, I don't think it. I don't think it necessarily matters. I'm not looking at the Clippers, even though I said that. Like there's no dominant um, team in my opinion. 
especially from the West, that I feel like will like go there. I can't just tell you off Bucks. I can definitely tell you the Clippers will not make it to the finals. Mm. I can definitely conclude that. Because really, because me, myself, and I think a lot of other people have some futures bets on the Clippers, considering their roster coming into the season mm. and um, getting, you know, Paul George and Kawhi healthy and Norman Powell coming off the bench, they just had a really good-looking team uh, going forward. Uh, but obviously the the injury to Paul George is just devastating to them. And nobody's talking about the Warriors, how sneaky they could be, but they just been so shit on the road that nobody's giving them hardly any any consideration mm. to yeah, win been, to they, win a solid playoff series. Abysmal on the road. Yeah. So that's why it's like you can't really trust them. Yeah, at all. And it was just because it was just like it's not like it was a hiccup. It was just like they lost all their road games in March or anything. Like they lost most of their road games throughout the whole season. Mm. And they haven't picked up any momentum to to get it right. And defensively they've just been off. And I don't know what Draymond Green or whatever that he's not only the catalyst to that. They just haven't they just haven't got it together on that side of the floor yet. They need to get it together. That's it. That's all. So who do you have right now coming out of the West in terms of your conference finals matchup? Right now I'm going Phoenix, and I think I'm going uh, with I guess Denver. Phoenix, Denver. Yeah. I'm going to go with Memphis, Phoenix. Okay, that's not bad. They got job back. Um, Dylan Brooks is starting to shoot the ball better. Um, that doesn't tell me much. It doesn't, but those little points add up yeah, over for time. sure. And I just feel like. Yeah, man, they're just starting to find their find their groove again. Luke Kennard is shooting yeah. ridiculous. Well, Luke Kennard has always been a lethal shooter, but not like this though. Yeah, I since, don't think he's since been, high school he's been that nigga, bro. No, I mean, son, yeah. since high school, everybody in the league has been that nigga. True. Let's just be honest. But I'm saying I've never seen Luke Kennard raise his game up like this, even when he was with the Clippers. Yeah, you know and I think saying? he was just needing an opportunity. He's just one of those guys yeah. that just needed a consistent opportunity to showcase his skills so and I, some trust. I definitely feel like the Grizzlies might be the team to look at just because they got a lot of youth and they have some sort of experience. You know, like John Moran has played a lot of games and they've played a good amount of games as, as a court. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll, you know, come into play. And ultimately, coming out the West, who you got? At the East? Feet, no, uh, West. So you said you had Memphis and Phoenix. Yeah, so East now. So you're saying Phoenix ultimately? Oh, uh, who do I cut? Who, yeah. who do I have? Out of, the, out of those two. Between those teams. Oh, okay, my bad. Um, yeah, probably Phoenix. Yeah. Because... KD is still KD. Exactly. That, we're all in the line. They're KD on there. KD is still KD. It's like you don't ever want to bet against this man. And yeah. you got Devin Booker. And you got Chris Paul. And you got DeAndre Ayton. Like, Landry should make and easily get you 15 points in two minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's just a lot. They got decent depth. They probably they traded away a lot of it, of course, to get Kevin Durant. But I think their their starting lineup is so top heavy that it won't matter. Because these guys are going to be playing big minutes down the stretch anyway. All right, and in the East, um, I don't think nobody's exciting you coming out of the play-in game. No, um, no they're all bums. Chicago, Toronto, Atlanta, even. No, bums. 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 Um, Miami stuck at seven. They'll probably win it there. Um, but I think it's 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 out of the East. It's, it's the whole season. It's just been the top three. It's been Milwaukee. 
uh, Boston be, and the 76ers. It will be Milwaukee versus Boston. Yeah. Ultimately. The Sixers will lose sometime in the second round. To one of those teams. It'll be a deep run. Joel will put up monster numbers. And for some reason, James Harden will disappear. And we're back to square one, unfortunately. Um, but I don't even want to put that on Harden because he's he has been playing very well. Mm-hmm. He's been playing very great basketball. I think he still leads the league in assists. Oh, yeah, he will. He will get the assist trophy. That's the trophy, right? Mm-hmm. So... I mean, we'll see. But just based on what we already know about Philly, you know, can we say that Philly has gotten better from last season? Can we conclude that? They pretty much say the same, I feel like. Yeah. Literally. Embiid has gotten better. Uh, that's it. Like, that's in a, terms of your team, but that's, that's a big and that's yeah. And that's an individual thing, yeah. you know. But as a team, well, Maxi has also gotten better. Maxi has also gotten a little more reliable. Right. That. But while other people have gotten better, other people have also gotten worse. Tobias Harris. PJ Tucker. Right. You know what I'm saying? PJ Tucker was not supposed to come in and obviously drop 20, but he was supposed to come in and be effective and, and hit them corner threes. Right. And defend. And defend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't really done a lot of either this season, but uh, he is signed to, to a contract. So Right. You're right. That is a good point. Um, They're going to keep hooping. And those are those are key like pieces like you like you're saying that you need to make that need to be on point on their P's and Q's yeah to, to win a to win a championship you're right yeah. and that's why they've just been I feel like the odd man out of the three yeah. to the entire season why nobody really has faith in them to to win to so you're you're right it'll be it'll be Boston and Milwaukee I feel like and Boston has so much depth I know that's why it's like and then Malcolm Brogdon was just it's such a scary such an elite pickup bro elite like Derek White Malcolm Brogdon um, smart. No, I'm, 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 talking I'm talking about, about the pickups. Oh, yeah. I'm, no, no, I'm talking about strictly their bench. Oh, okay. Uh, Williams. Yeah. They could start. Both Williams, yeah. They could start on any other team, like, and get big minutes. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they have the luxury of taking them off the bench and they still produce how they do is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I ultimately see the Celtics possibly going back to the finals and finishing what they started. I think so. Um, Again, the depth is there. But Giannis is still standing in the way, though. That's what the only thing that is, is. They just got 50. And Drew Holiday is now, like, he's literally one of the most underrated performers in the yeah. NBA because he can do it all. He showed it last night when, when they were out. Like, he can be a triple-double factor, like, yeah. if he needs this to be. Whatever you need to do to get to, to win that night, he can get it done. Yeah, no, that's true. That is true. So ultimately, you got you got Boston. I think I'm. Yeah, I think we're Boston just because of, of the depth. I, I want to say Boston too, but just to be indifferent, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say Milwaukee. Um, it's gonna be one of those teams for sure. Yeah, for sure. And if not, it might be a sneaky Cleveland in there or something like that. And like you said, don't count, never count out Miami. You never, never they, count out Miami. They can make a Miami long run as well. Miami is going to upset. It's, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think so. But I would, I would say they need to hurry up and get that, get that sixty because if they're playing Boston or Milwaukee. They're currently at the at the seventh. So they will be playing a Philly. No, they're seventh, so they will be playing. Oh no, no, Boston. Yeah, Boston. Yeah, so if right. they can, fin- what's their record? They are forty-two, thirty, and thirty-seven. And and Brooklyn is forty-four and thirty-six. If they can find a way to finesse and get that six seed, I have them upset. Like a game and a half out with two games left. So I have them upset in Philly, but yeah. In the first round, bro. 
I have Miami upset in Philly, but if Miami sees Boston or Milwaukee, yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, nah, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Okay, so it's going to be a fantastic uh, end of the season to wrap up. I can't Definitely wait for the play in. Um, we'll probably tap back in after the playing games get started and underway. Uh, you never know because football season's right back around the corner. Let's go. You never know. Ride the saddle. We'll be uh, getting back into that too as well. We appreciate you guys uh, listening. Appreciate you. Like, comment, subscribe. Appreciate the support. Yep. And we'll Make catch sure you on. Tune in for another episode of Old Brother the Podcast. Peace. Let's go.